Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. The resurrection is a critical doctrine. Scripture says that if there is no resurrection, then the believer's faith is empty. Today on Drawing Near, the Sadducees, who denied the resurrection, questioned Jesus. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 20 as we study concerning the resurrection. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for our salvation. We thank you for the life, the peace, the joy that we have through faith in Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father, for the resurrection, not just forgiveness of sin, not just an exit out of eternal condemnation and hell, but rather the promise of eternal life, your promise of eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ, who bore our guilt, our sin, and our shame on the cross, and died and resurrected, being the first fruits, so that we might know that we too can resurrect and have eternal life. Guide us in our study today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's read from Luke's Gospel, chapter 20, beginning in verse 27. Then some of the Sadducees, who deny that there is a resurrection, came to him and asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies, having a wife, and he dies without children, his brother should take his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers, and the first took a wife and died without children. And the second took her as a wife, and he died childless. Then the third took her, and in like manner the seven also. And they left no children and died. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife does she become? For all seven had her as wife. The first thing we ought to notice out of the context of this passage is as interesting as this question or this challenge is, It's not a legitimate question. The Sadducees deny that there is a resurrection. So they're not genuinely asking what it's going to be like in the resurrection or after death. They don't believe there's anything after death. They don't believe that there's a resurrection. So they're not really asking. Rather, they're trying to trap Jesus or trick Jesus. They're trying to get Jesus to say he doesn't know something. This is a challenging question. I mean, think about it out of this interesting Jewish law that says that if a man has a brother who dies, that he is to marry his brother's wife if they were childless and give children to her in her former husband's name, in his brother's name. And then this ludicrous example of seven brothers marrying the same woman, none of them having a child, and then all dying. It's just a wild concocted story that no one should really be able to answer, well, is she going to be the first man's wife or the seventh or the third? Well, in all of this, we cannot lose the fact that this is not a legitimate question. They're just trying to trick Jesus. This is more of a riddle than a genuine question. So look at verse 34. It says, Jesus answered and said to them, the sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. He says, The people on this earth, the people in this human age, the age of earthly creation, 
they marry, and they are given in marriage. But those who are counted worthy to attain that age, the age after this age, and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage, nor can they die any more, for they are equal to the angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. Notice Jesus' answer. He distinguishes between things that happen in this earthly age and the heavenly age, the eternal age. People today, they marry and are given in marriage. Those who are worthy, those in the age to come, they are not, they neither marry nor are given in marriage. Now notice how he describes those in the age to come. Verse 35, those who are counted worthy to attain that age. Those who are counted worthy to attain the resurrection from the dead. What does it mean to be counted worthy? Well, we know you can't do anything good enough to be saved, to inherit eternal life. Our worthiness is purchased for us by Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. The very thing that within the next week Jesus is going to do on the cross, and then after his death, he is going to resurrect three days later, and he's going to attain, he's going to accomplish what it is that makes us worthy through faith in him. It is our faith in Jesus Christ that enables us to be worthy to attain that age in the resurrection from the dead. And when we get to heaven, and a lot of people don't like this, a lot of people ignore the scriptures or are ignorant of the scriptures, when you get to heaven, you are not going to have a husband, you are not going to have a wife. That's what the Bible says. That's what Jesus says. And it'll be okay. It's just fine. It doesn't mean you won't know people in heaven. And I'm not sure because I've been asked the question a lot of times, will I know that so-and-so was my husband or that so-and-so was my wife? I have no idea. Either way, it'll be fine. It'll be perfect. It won't matter. And when we get to heaven, verse 36 says, when we resurrect, verse 36 says, nor can we die anymore. We will never die again. Those who are born twice, physically and spiritually, die once, physically. Those who are born once, just physically, but not spiritually, they die physically, and then they die spiritually and are cast into outer darkness. We will not be able to die anymore because we have put our faith in Jesus Christ. And then he says on in verse 36, for they are equal to the angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. Equal with the angels. Hebrews says that Jesus was made a little lower than the angels. Currently, all humanity is a little lower than the angels. But in the resurrection, we will be equal to the angels. And the Bible says we will rule and reign with Christ. We are going to be sons of God, sons of the resurrection. Children of God, children of the resurrection. But notice what he goes on in verse 37. He explains this. He gives biblical evidence. He says, but even Moses showed in the burning bush passage that the dead are raised. He did this when he called the Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Verse 38, for he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. So what Jesus is saying is when Moses called at the burning bush, when he named him the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he doesn't say he is the God who Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob used to serve. Jesus is saying 
Moses was saying he is currently the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob live, that they are raised, that they are alive. And praise the Lord, verse 38, we need to nail this down. For he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for all to live to him. This speaks to those who have died, who still live, whose spirits live on, who will resurrect unto eternal life. They are alive, but this also says that God is not the God of those who are dead in their sins and trespasses. He is the God of those who are alive, and he makes all who put faith in Jesus Christ to live to him. He gives life, physical life and spiritual life, through faith in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord for this. Notice verse 39. Then some of the scribes answered and said, Teacher, you have spoken well. Jesus continues to amaze. They could not trap him. They could not confound him. They could not make him say something that would expose him as a fraud or not as knowledgeable. Jesus perfectly passes all of these scrutinies. Praise the Lord. No human being could do this unless that human being is Jesus Christ, born of man, born of God, son of man, son of God, God incarnate. And Jesus does. So they can't crucify him. They can't get rid of him. They can't arrest him on any legitimate charge. And this is important. And yet they will arrest him and they will convict him and they will punish him. For what? For being God and because they are sinful, they are corrupt, and he is not. Verse 40, but after that, they dared not question him anymore. All they were doing by their questions were actually giving Jesus more credibility, more legitimacy. Isn't that something? The very things they were trying to use to bring Jesus down actually just raised him up in the eyes of the people. Praise the Lord. I hope you and I both see Jesus for who he is. I hope we're in awe and are amazed at who he is, what he's done, and the fact that he has given us eternal life. We have eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage. And we ask you, Father, to help us as we seek to walk with the Lord, to glorify him. Help us to believe in the words of Christ, the words that you have given us through your Holy Scripture, and to see evidence for the New Testament truths in the Old Testament. All Scripture is important for all of us today. And Father, we look forward to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We look forward to our resurrection in Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray that you will help us glorify you until that day. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.